Let me take a minute and talk about Molly's Spirits. It's getting nice outside. You know what that means, right? Summer is here, and spending more time outside with your friends and family is what we do. Whether it's a drink in the patio, maybe a picnic in the park, or you want to head up to the hills for a camping trip, stop at Molly Spirits, and it's always a great idea. Molly's selection of beer, wine, and spirits is unparalleled. We've talked about them forever. From the classic favorites to their unique staff picks, you're always going to walk away from the Molly's experience with exactly what you wanted, maybe even more. How many times have you been to the big warehouse liquor stores and you can't find somebody to help? I mean, you're looking for something and there's nobody there to help you. That will not happen at Molly's. I guarantee that. They have an educated staff who are really passionate about helping you find exactly what you want. That perfect choice for you. And they're not hard to find when you need them either. So treat yourself to the Molly's experience. It's truly an awesome one. Stop by their lakeside location at 44th and Harland, or they're in the DTC located in the Arapahoe Marketplace. That's on the west side next to Sprouts. Also, make sure you check out their Facebook page for information on their free tastings throughout the month and also a lot of fun special events. Molly's Spirits, covering Colorado's boozy desires. This is the Dave Logan Podcast. Welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman. We are back for podcast number 124 and excited. Are we? Thrilled to be here. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen you for a while. It's been a while. Yeah. How you been? You get a little, been good. Little vacation time, little downtime, and mm-hmm. uh, matching up schedules. And football season, uh, I guess you could say, is right around the corner, right? Isn't your football season? Yeah, we started. Right we started this week, so we're at the corner. We were. We have embarked on the eight-week summer program. Yeah. Then everybody gets a week off the first week in August, and then school starts the fifteenth. So Ugh, I just remember being a kid. The fifteenth of August. Yeah. That's early. That really is early. You remember back in the day? I'm a little older than you, but back in the day, it was like it feels like we started around Labor Day. We did. Right. Yeah. That's the middle of the sun. August 15th. That's terrible. Who can we talk to? Um, I think all schools start about then. What, why is that? Yeah. I don't know. Please email us, thedaveloganpodcast.com, if you're a teacher or yeah. superintendent and did like. Yeah. What happened to the Labor Day starts? Yep. Um, so but I know this is pretty much a football podcast, but um, have any thoughts on the avalanche? This has been yeah, more I do. than fun, man. I, I so enjoy um, watching them, and have watched every single game of the playoffs. I have missed, obviously, and I'm not going to rag on Comcast nor Altitude anymore, but I've missed watching both the Nuggets and the Avalanche the last, whatever, two or three years. So in the playoffs, at least in the NHL, it all is given to the, the networks, the national networks. So I've been able to see on TNT, and uh, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. In fact, last night, uh, we're taping this this week on a uh, Tuesday. Last night, the Avs um, wound up winning Game Four in overtime in Edmonton, six to five. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it really that game showed how gritty and determined this team is because they they were down three one after the second period. Uh, they get an early goal. Um, in the third period, then Edmonton extends the lead to 4-2. At that point, for a lot of teams, professional teams, 
no matter what the sport. I mean, if you've got three wins, you, you need to get four, you're on the road, you're down by two goals in the third period, there have been a lot of teams that would they would just sort of pack it in and say, you know what, we'll go home to Denver and we'll beat you in game five. They didn't do that. Mm-mm. I mean, they, uh, they, they this is a gritty bunch, uh, much better defensively than people give them credit for, but still, from an offensive standpoint, explosive, very, very fast. They have a whole bunch of guys that, uh, that are really fun to watch when they get ahead of steam. Did you see or hear... One of the commentators was breaking down a goal, and he said, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a former... Player. No, it's a former It's a former referee. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a former... Uh, Don Koharski. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He said, I holy mean... shit. And I was watching, and I'm like, what did he say? And then, then he caught himself, and they all laughed, and they just, yeah. they just went on. Uh, it, it will not be... It's not so bad for him, but I feel bad for the... For the sound tech that was back there that was supposed to be monitoring and listening to this and should have dumped that thing. He probably was like, oh, holy shit. He he's, just said, holy shit. He's probably, <laughs> he's probably driving for Uber this morning. <laughs> yeah, well, at least it was cable, right? Yeah. Um, we have not talked about the schedule since it came out. I know that was probably like a month ago, but you and I have been The Av schedule? But, no, the Broncos. Just give me 30 seconds on after seeing the schedule. We're not going to go through it all. After seeing the schedule, where they're going to be. You're leading the football be. guy to talk about football when we've got a Stanley Cup coming up in Denver? Yeah. Are you, have you because lost your mind? We don't know who they're playing yet. That's true. I, I hope they play the Rangers. Yeah. Just because the Rangers, um, I mean, haven't been there for a while, right? Tampa Bay's won the last two cups. Yeah. So you know they know what it takes to win. Uh, game four tonight, Tampa Bay, the Lightning are favored at home. If they find a way to win that, the series is 2-2. Now it's a best of three with the Rangers having home ice advantage. I don't know. Not sure how that's going to go. So I would like to see on that vein, I would like to see New York too because – and then I 100% want to see the Avalanche smoke them because you know the East Coast is very cocky and they're going to be like, oh, yeah. Colorado, blah, 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 blah. Well, I'll tell you what blah, 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 blah means. Yeah. No, I listen. I, I remember back um, the when – the Avs won it in 96. They won it in 96 and in 01. I believe this was the 96 one where they won it on the, ro- on the road. And Uwe Krupp, we were down in we were Florida. There. We were there at the game. Yep. Got to go in the locker room after the game. That, that was, was a wild celebration. Oh, it was cool, though. Right? Because that, I mean, stop and think about it. That's, that's before the Broncos won back-to-back. So... That essentially was the first let me let me think about this. Yeah. That was the first of the major sports. That was the first championship that the Mile High City had experienced. What year right? was that? Ninety six. It was ninety six? Well, they won it ninety six and oh yes, one. And oh right. one. Yeah. So I I'm, I'm thinking Uwe Krupp's shot. Yes. You're right. And it was in overtime. might have been a double overtime. Yeah, and they threw like, uh, it was in Florida, and they threw all that stuff on the ice. Yeah. 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 That was when Mark Crawford was the coach. So we had, for the people who don't know, I produced you and you were in Scott's show, and the abs got there, and I was, somebody's like, go get Mark Crawford to be a studio guest. Lee Larson, the GM, gave me his silver, no, his gold Lexus to go pick up um, 
at Mile High or where Mark Crawford. Mark Crawford. So uh, this is the first I'm hearing oh this story. Oh God, David, so story. freaking scary. Really. Handsome oh. man, nice man, right? I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, I'm like 25, 26, and driving him to the studio. And for I just wasn't paying attention. For some reason, I put the accelerator on and not the brake as where I was like parking in Lee Larson's gold Lexus with Mark Crawford in the car. You and ran into the wall? Almost. Almost ran into the wall. I caught myself. Oh my God. <laughs> and I looked over at him and he's, you know, nice guy. But you could tell he was like, what? Is happening. Right? <laughs> I never heard this story. I think I just hit it. Like I almost, I almost injured the Avs coach right when he got here. Wow. Okay. 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 I didn't even know Lee had a gold. Oh yeah, he did. It Lexus. was a baller car. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, Lee was kind of a baller. He was a baller. He right. Was a GM. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Can I transition? And then next week we'll talk about the Avs and who they're going to. Yeah. Who Louis for okay. sure. All right. Just give me. I wish I could have skated though. I would have loved to, I, I, and I'll, I'll let you. You would have been a bruiser. You, you would have. No, been. no, no. I'd have been. I, I like to think of myself as a very. I, I would have been. <laughs> I, I think I would have been a skilled defenseman. I think I would have been a defenseman for sure, right? Yeah. But I would not have been Chris Simon. I would not have been a guy that was sort of the enforcer and when things. I mean, if I had to do it, I would do it. I would like to think in my mind that I would have been a little more skilled and not to say that Simon wasn't, yeah. but I, I would have been fun. I never have had a pair of ice skates on. Growing up here, you never went right. out I mean, how strange anywhere? is that? It is strange. I do the afternoon show with Alfred Williams, oh, you guys who is an African-American who grew up in Houston. Uh-huh. His ass has had ice skates <laughs> on. I'm like, how in high school? Yeah, we used to go inside and skate. I'm thinking... Stop and think about what we're saying here. Here's the white kid from Denver who grew up in this city that has never ice skated. The black dude who grew up in Houston yeah. has ice skated when he was in high school. So what am I, I missing? Like everybody went up to Evergreen Lake and that was a thing. Well, everybody except Did me. It? I got left behind. Maybe they didn't have skates big enough for my feet. Let me respectfully disagree with you because yeah. you know I have the utmost respect with you, for you. you I think athletically, athletically, incredibly skilled. I think you would have been a skilled defenseman. I do. However... When, when the fights are happening, you are in it quicker than the announcer. Can. Oh, I'm not saying I would shy away from that sort of uh, activity. Okay. I, I just, at my advanced age now, I'd like to look back <laughs> with my rose-colored glasses and say I would have been a very skilled yeah. defenseman. That that if we if we've got to throw down, well then let's go. I would have certainly accommodated. What size of skates would you want? These would be like 13 and a halfs or 14s. Yeah. Maybe we have to make special skates. No, I bet somebody in the NHL has my size feet. Yeah, right? There's some big people. I mean, Eric Johnson's a big dude. Yeah, I really like him. Yeah, God, I I'm really too. happy for him, right? Yeah, been, been around for a long and time. And gone through a lot yep. in his career. So yep. this is fantastic to see. Okay, we're going to talk about more hockey next week. 30 seconds. After looking at the schedule, what's their record? Because now you know when they're on the road. Where they're on the road. We're doing this on June 7th? Yes. Oh, God. What's their What's record? We can record? do it again after um, like, training camp. Um, I made this point on the show. The first thing that I would address if I were coaching the Broncos team this year, if I'm Nathaniel Hackett, would be the absolute necessity to get back to dominating people at home. 
We ha- I, I, whether or not you know you believe in the signs that some teams put in weight rooms or uh, the little messages that players are sent or texting players little things during the course of the offseason. But, fellas, we have to get back to winning football games and a lot of them. We have to make it really uncomfortable for people to come to Denver and play at Empower Field at Mile High. Since 2015 – since the Broncos were last in the playoffs, in fact, that was the year, obviously, they won the Super Bowl. Since then, this team is a handful plus games under 500 on the road, on, on, at home. I mean, you can't, we're talking about now with Russell Wilson here and them being, uh, you know, everybody's saying, well, they're, they're certainly a playoff team. I mean, they're, they're a playoff caliber team. Maybe they can go deep in the playoffs. Who knows? Maybe if, if things break right for them, they can go to the Super Bowl. First thing they have to do is figure out a way to win games at home. They haven't done that. They haven't done that. I mean, you can't be in that stretch of time that far under 500 in regular season games at home. Especially because this was just so well known, right? As me having that advantage, yes, it was a it was one of the top places, yes, that had the home field advantage. That's where, if you go back in '96, and I've said this before, '96, '97, and '98, the Broncos are 13 and three. They lose to Jacksonville. They come back the next year. I believe they're 12 and four. Um, that's the year they go to. They beat Jacksonville at home. They go to Kansas City. Win fourteen to ten. Go to the Steelers. Play in Pittsburgh AFC Championship game. They win that. They go to San Diego. Play in Super Bowl thirty two, and they beat the Packers. The next year they go fourteen and two, um, and they have two home games. The AFC Championship game against the Jets. They won. What was that score? Twenty three to ten. Then they go to Miami and beat Atlanta. Uh, I think it was thirty four, like thirty four nineteen. That said, in those three years, they're twenty four and zero. At home. Damn. So I'm, I'm not saying you have to go unbeaten at home, but this year I, I think Bronco fans can look at this and hold this uh, to be true. They've got to be at least 6-2 and two at home. Does that include the Kansas City win? On, yeah. Is it December 11th, I think? Uh, it's late. Yeah, late it's in late. the season. Yeah. you got to find a way to beat Kansas Yeah, you haven't beaten Kansas City in Denver since 2014. What are we doing? I mean that that should be that that should stick in the crowd. Now you're talking about I mean how many guys were on the team back then? Um, I I don't th- see McManus. McManus was here in 15. I'm not. I, I can't remember. It. Was he here in 14? So has any? Do the Broncos have any players? It doesn't seem like it. That were on the team the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs in Denver. I I, I don't think so. My Google machine isn't working right now. Yeah. But okay, we're going to go with I don't think so. So speaking of um, the season and where they're going, did you – obviously you saw that Tim Patrick said, we want to come out of the gate, all cylinders. It's Super Bowl or bust this year. Yeah. I felt like that was a little premature. I don't hate it. Um, part of it is I really like Tim. I think he's yes. uh, he's a good dude. He's a good player. Uh, and I think he, he – I mean, I think sometimes – players they get stuck for things to say and we in the media are constantly asking them to comment on a variety of things so I don't hate it I think those are lofty goals again I think the the best way to get there is to win an overwhelming majority of your home games if you go six and two at home 
than if you go four and five if you go five and four on the road. You've won eleven games, right? May take eleven to get in. Might. You, can you get in at ten and seven? Um, I don't know. But if you win six, I mean, you can do the math. You can basically be a five hundred team on the road and still have a pretty good chance to get in. Keyshawn Johnson, by the way, Brandon McManus was on the team in 2014. Okay. Um, he said, I don't think, I guess he was on NFL Live. He said, I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. Um, he specifically pointed to the wide receiver group that they haven't um, taken the next step. But he did attribute to that to maybe it's the bad quarterback play. But he thinks they're an eight, nine win type team with Russell Wilson. That seems to me undershooting. Well, they, eight, won, eight they, wins? they won seven games without him. Right. Right? You won seven games last year without Russell Wilson. So I think if it's an eight-win team or an eight-win season, it's a very disappointing season. Me too. Um, I, I also don't think this is a 12- or 13-win team. I don't, I don't think so. I think the schedule is tough. They've got, to, they've got to win games early, which should give them confidence because the last part of the season schedule is by far tougher um, you know, I've already said it. You got to win games at home. You've got to dominate play at home. And then you've got to, you've got to win a game or two that could go either way. That's something the 2015 team was really good at. There were a bunch of close games. In fact, I think of the 16 regular season games in 2015, 12 of those were one score games. So they just found ways to make plays at the end. The defense would make a play, a big interception in the end zone against the Vikings in Denver to preserve the win. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like they were just steamrolling people. They were not. So there'll be a couple of games. And the, and the two that sort of stick in my mind um, will be the two road games with the Chargers and the Raiders. Right, everybody talking about the Chargers, and I, I listen—they've done some nice things in the offseason. I'm a big, big Justin Herbert fan; I really am. But the Broncos have won five of the last seven times those two teams have met. So the Broncos, even when they haven't been very good, and they haven't been very good, mm-hmm. they've still found ways to beat the Chargers. Um, the Raiders game, Raiders win two last year against the Broncos. That can't happen. So to me, those two road games are pivotal games. You got to find a way, hopefully, to win both of them. Win win a couple of games, especially on the road, that you're an underdog. That it, you you by all accounts, these are games you should not win. That will be the key to whether to me whether or not they get in the playoffs or not. Would they be more of an underdog in Los Angeles than they would in Vegas? Maybe, maybe just because they go to Los Angeles late. Yeah. Correct. I'm not looking at a schedule, but I think they go, uh, yeah, they play, well, no, they play the Rams on Christmas Day in L.A. The Raiders, uh, I think the Raiders are about midway through the season. And I think I think the Chargers are late as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, speaking of the Chargers, so, and you mentioned the defense, how they kind of helped along in that 2015 season. Um, so defensively, the Broncos have lost Bryce Callahan, who did go with the Chargers, which I don't. I feel like that dude was hurt all the time. Maybe a great. He's guy. a really good player. He's a really good player. Slash, hard, he, all the time. it's been hard to hard to keep him injury free, but he is a very good player. Okay, AJ Johnson still a free agent. 
Kyle Fuller went to the Ravens and Shelby Harris obviously was traded to the Seahawks. So that's some pretty big, big names on this defense. New additions, Randy Gregory, DJ Jones, and Nick Benito, the 64th pick in the draft. Even trade? We don't, or very much unknown. Even trade? Well, not even trade, because they're different. With the guys that have left? Yeah. Unknown. I mean, mean, we we don't know. I mean, Benito's a rookie. You hope that he, you know, advances, comes along quicker than most rookies do. Um so we we don't we don't know about that. I I mean, you just have to see. I'm I'm anxious to see, you know, how they are in camp and how they gel. You've got you've got some new players, but you have an entirely new coaching staff. That's the one to me the one area that people tend to overlook. It's like, okay, we got Russell Wilson yeah. and now everything's set. Well, oh, wait a minute. You got a brand new offense. And you've got a guy that's going to be calling plays in Nathaniel Hackett, and he seems to be a really bright, young, offensive-minded coach. I mean, he's done some really good things in the league in Green Bay, and he did some really good things as the offensive coordinator of the Jaguars. But he hasn't been a primary. He did call the plays in Jacksonville. Let me take that back. But this is going to be, he's he's implementing his offense and trying to take Russell Wilson's ideas of his offense and meld them together into something that Wilson first is comfortable with and Hackett secondly is comfortable with as well. So I I can see this taking some time. That's why the schedule early is at least on paper easier than it will be later in the season. You got to make hay, man. You got to get off to a good start, uh, build up some not, not only enthusiasm, uh, but build up some confidence and, and see how you do. When you say take time, are you warning us like a season or two? Or no, you saying no. a few games? I, I would have said five years ago, I would have said, yeah, I mean, it's going to take a year. Uh, but I've seen too many too many teams that the previous year were, were really bad uh, or, or not very good. And the addition of a key person, a quarterback, a couple of good draft choices, and and all of a sudden they're they're in the in the mix. So no, I I don't think, I mean I don't think Broncos fans should be happy if this team if this team doesn't go out and put themselves in a position to be a playoff caliber team and find a way to get into the playoffs after this season. Then I don't think Bronco fans should be should feel bad about being pissed off about this year. I mean, that's they've got to find a way to get in the playoffs, period. They've period. got they've got a good enough roster, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I mean, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, injuries play a key role. There's lots of things that affect um how an NFL team does. But I I really think this team is built to get into the playoffs and then once you do, we've all seen that anything can happen. We've seen sixth seeds work their way all the way to the Super Bowl and find a way to win it. Speaking of injuries, Jerry Judy left practice on Monday with a groin injury. Ever had one of those? Little groin? Yeah. Well, I don't think it's probably little. But that's what Mike Shanahan used to say. A little groin? He No, he'd just say uh, a reporter would ask somebody about, uh, hey, Shannon Sharp got a groin issue. He's good. Yeah, I got a little groin. <laughs> um, yeah, I've had a, I've had, I've had a groin pull before i've actually i've actually taken a shot or two 
in the hamstring and in the groin with just a little bit of stuff to expedite the healing process. What are you so about? I'm taking taking a little shot, like right when you pull a groin oh. late in the week and you're not yeah. going to be able to play, oh. you take a little bit of cortisone into that muscle and Ouch. mysterious yeah, it doesn't feel all good. Mysteriously, in about a, oh, I don't know, between twenty four and forty eight hours, you feel good enough to play. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So Jerry Judy, uh, I guess Mike Cliss report nothing overly serious. Maybe would would miss like a week, a week and a half. We did not talk about when he was in that little legal trouble. We don't have to go back and talk about that. But I think he's going to be um, extremely. I think he's going to be a big storyline either way, right? This year. Well, he's got to have a big year, and he's got to stay healthy. Got to stay in the field, um, and then they have to find creative ways to use him. He's got he's got a different skill set, and I've said this before than every other receiver the Broncos have, including when KJ Hamler is healthy. Hamler is really good in the slot. He's got great, great speed. He's fastest uh, Bronco player probably, but his skill set is not the same as Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy is a route runner. He's a guy that is really good into and out of breaks. And and so I think as, as a play designer and ultimately a play caller, you've got to find ways to get him the ball um, in positions that he can do something with it. I, I would say he's the one guy going into the season that if I'm Nathaniel Hackett and anybody else designing uh, the offense, uh, Clint Kubiak, right, you've got to get him off to a good start. Yes, the team, it's important they find ways to win and all those things. But given the kind of career trajectory that Judy is on here in Denver, if you think this dude can play, and I think they believe he can, you've got to get him off to a good start and help him gain some confidence early in the season. He can't have the first three or four games and you look up and Jerry Judy after game four has seven catches. Is that because you don't think he has the mental makeup to come back from that? I, I think every player, even NFL players, um, at times need a healthy dose of confidence. How do you get a receiver confidence? You get him the ball. And you know what? If he puts the ball on the ground once, you come back to him. You, you, but but this kid, he I think still has a skill set that that would allow him to be uh, one of the best receivers in the game. But he's got to go out and do it. I'm just saying, how do you help him realize the kind of player he can be? And to me, you design ways to get him the ball. So again. After four games, if we're sitting here talking about Jerry Judy with seven catches, then there's going to there's going to be a big issue. Did you have the guy from Forbes on your show yes. on KOA that reported that Robson Walton is going to be the guy with a yes. four point five million dollar Mike was billion, Indian. billion. four point five billion billion, and that's done deal. Is that what he said? He uh, he said it's all but done. He said I'm as positive this is a done deal as I possibly can be, given the fact that he has not put his name on the dotted line. So he had talked to uh, investment bankers. He had talked to people with knowledge of NFL deals, uh, with knowledge of this deal. And his take on this is 
the $4.5 billion deal is so overwhelming. It's a multiple of nine. It's nine times the gross revenue of the team. There have only been in professional sports history, in any sport, two other uh, deals made that the multiple was higher than nine. One was the New Jersey Nets a few years back, and one was the L.A. Clippers with Steve Ballmer. Steve Ballmer, Microsoft CEO, I think just decided I want to own an NBA team, and I don't care what I have to pay. Uh, he basically was bidding against himself, and he bid $2 billion for the Clippers, and the multiple that he used, I believe, was 13.7. So this is a huge deal. Um, this would translate, if the, the, if the actual price is $4.5 billion, uh, it would translate into about six hundred and thirty some odd million dollars each for the Bolin children. Oh my God. So, I mean, and and good for them. I mean, that's you know, that's a lot of money. Do you remember how much Pat Bolin paid for the team? Yeah, he bought the team in nineteen eighty four, and he paid. Uh, it was it was under eighty million. Was, oh my God! It was seventy. It was gets. seventy some odd million dollars. Wow. NFL is uh, is healthy. The NFL is healthy, so we should know sooner rather than later. I think this month about the Broncos' new owner. Yeah, I mean, I was told by somebody with the Broncos that uh, the thing was moving a little bit faster than anticipated, which they thought was good news. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, w- I would not. I, I would be surprised if if this thing is not locked up before the official start of training camp. Wow. I can't wait to hear whoever it is, Repson Walton, just his thought, his philosophy on owning this team and what he wants to do with it. Well, his daughter uh, and his daughter's husband, uh, Greg Penner, Uh uh, um, I'm not sure how old his daughter is. Greg Penner is 52. So I think from Robson Walton's standpoint, who is 77 years of age, this is a legacy move. Yes, for sure. Right? I mean, you're going to have your your children and your children's children and then their children and their their children's children (laughs) uh, very much involved. I mean, how long will the NFL go? Will the NFL be here in 100 years? I I don't know. I don't know. We, We probably won't. No, not how I feel every morning. I'm like, I just well, there's, there's, you know, the, the modern, there's modern <laughs> med- medical technology. So the next, the next few weeks, I mean, hockey wise and Broncos wise and ownership wise, it's uh, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. For sometimes it can be a very slow time. Uh, great to have you back. Anything else you want to tell me? Um, no. You sure. Yeah. No, I'm good. Anything else? I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited about the Avs. Oh, I am too. I'm I'm really excited about the Avs. Next, and we didn't talk about Boston and Golden State. Um, Interesting series. I picked Boston to win the series. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were like an eight to five underdog, and then after Game One, felt pretty good about it. After Mm -hmm. Game Two, maybe not so much. Uh I think Golden State will definitely get a game in Boston. By the time we come back, we'll find out if that's true or not. But I think Golden State will win either Game Three or Game Four. Okay. And I think they'll return to the Bay Area uh, with the series tied at two, and then it becomes a three-game series, and the Celtics have to once again win a game on the road. 
What you bet? What you bet? No, not very much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll end on that. See you next week. Au revoir. Hey, time to tell you about one of our favorite sponsors, Boyer's Coffee. Man, I love Boyer's Coffee. They're locally roasted at 5,280 feet for a smoother taste. And they've been doing it in the Rocky Mountains for over 57 years. Now, that's a Colorado company that has been doing it right since 1965. You can find Boyer's in all of your favorite supermarkets, as well as Sam's Club and Walmart. Or if you want to hop online at boyerscoffee.com, what a treat you will find there. From top-selling coffee, like Rocky Mountain Thunder and French Vanilla to popular flavors like Amaretto and Butterscotch Toffee. Their selection is a coffee lover's dream. They also have decaf, organic, and Keurig choices as well. You can also have your Boyer's Coffee delivered right to your doorstep if you'd like, so be sure to check out those options at boyerscoffee.com. And if you feel like having a Boyer's Barista whip up a custom drink for you, just check out their coffee food truck and coffee cottage at 73rd in Washington. You'll love that. That's where you can also pick up bags of your favorite Boyer's whole bean coffee. Boyer's Coffee, roasted way up high for the smoothest taste around. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is pulling you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available. And if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code LOGAN, my last name. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your your favorite players. They really do it all. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in on their daily odds boosts. New boosts are posted every single day for all the biggest sporting events. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure. It's really easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want to. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code LOGAN, L-O-G-A-N, when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code LOGAN to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.